Here is the assistant coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Peter Horacek. How are you doing, Peter? Well, thanks for having me on. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate you doing this, especially on a game day. Um, no the big talk in town the past couple of days has revolved around Jake Gardner. And we know Randy uh, said earlier this morning that they haven't made up their minds. You guys have not made up your minds as to whether or not he'll play tonight. But looking back on Sunday, take us through that process. And what was the reasoning for taking Jake Gardner out of the lineup? Well, you know, all the players go through different periods of time where they're not at their very best. And the nice thing about it is if you have seven competition, you, you can use different people. You can utilize that to for motivation. But all, all teams go through this. We're looking for consistency. We're looking for consistency as a group and as individuals. And if we can get that, one of the things you can control is sometimes – it's a good time for to step away to use video to, for talks in different situations. But by um, play, if you have seven players who can go in, sometimes that's a real positive thing, and and it's not a bad thing. Every team goes through it. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that we we use and go through uh, throughout the season. We're going to need everybody. How is the level of communication between the coaching staff and the players? I mean, obviously Jake Gardner comes out. Is it a situation where you sit down with him, you go through it, and and not only a motivational situation, but you try and get him better and try and push some buttons to get him to that next level? Well, that's that's very important. Uh, I spent some time yesterday after practice. I sat down and had a one-on-one with some video sessions, just looking at some of his shifts and some of his decision-making, where we feel that he needs to be better and where he is doing a very good job, and, and uh, he is. There are periods of the game that uh, he did very good, and there's areas where we would like to see improvement. And we'll spend time with that with a lot of different players, but there's certain people we have to grab when, they, when they're going through certain stretches, especially with him missing a game. You know, we need to spend some time and make him understand that this is for our best interest as a team to be better because we need to be him to be at his best. We need him to get better. Personally, he needs to have that. No player wants to miss game and miss time. But, uh, you know, it happens. It's motivation. And, uh, you know, as a team, though, you know, we got one win out of three. Now we have to get a win at home, and I think that's it's important for us as a team. We're chatting with Peter Horchak, assistant coach of the Maple Leafs. It is a game night tonight with Colorado in town. You can watch the game on TSN4. I think most people would agree Stuart Percy has been the biggest surprise early into this season uh, from your perspective, why has Stuart Percy's NHL transition been so smooth? Well, you know what, he's a very poised young man, and, and uh, you know, he makes good decisions. His hockey sense to understand where he is on the ice and to make a good outlet pass. He's his ability to be able to see and utilize the middle ice. Uh, he's not just throwing pucks up the wall. We're checking, you can see through situations, and he's poised. He's not, he doesn't get rattled under when there's pressure. Uh, he certainly still has to have a lot of improvement. I mean, he's working at that. He's a, he's a young man that really wants to do well and wants to do his part to help the team. And But uh, he's he's been a, a very nice surprise for us. Nobody knew exactly where his development was, but he's done a very good job, and uh, we're pleased with it uh, at this point. Sounds like James Reimer will get the start tonight, and he played really well on Sunday. Obviously had to leave the game after taking a uh, bit of a shot to the head, and he was a little bit disappointed with that afterwards, but I get the impression he's kind of been red flagged based on his past history when it comes to uh, head injuries and neck injuries. Um, is that the case? Is there a specific protocol with James Reimer and, and other players that have had head issues in the past where they get treated differently when something else pops up? I think it's, it's pretty much the protocol that the, 
you know, that Paul would use uh, with any player at any time. Um, if a player comes and gets a, a blow to the head and he has uh, certain comments to him about uh, how he feels or what it feels like or what he's going through at that moment, uh, when he hears certain things, he has to be able to evaluate the situation. So, he, you know, he kind of got handcuffed. He has to take him out in that situation. Um, I think it, he was cleared um, after he went through all that protocol. But, uh, you know, it's just I don't think it had to do with his past. I think if it was uh, Bernie or any, any other goalie, he would have had to have gone through the same protocol. How did you feel about that Dominic Moore hit? Well, you know, you, you hope to think that it wasn't intentional. You know, a lot of times uh, there's times where you go through it. But I think it's just one of the things. She was trying to, you know, put pressure, looking for a rebound or a loose puck or create a loose puck. And, uh, you know, when he's, the goal's head's kind of sticking out, you, you didn't like to see it. Nobody, you want to see anybody get hurt. But, uh, you, you know, you just one of those maybe hockey plays. Is that a situation when you guys talk about team toughness where maybe you would have liked to have seen someone go after Dominic Moore? I don't think so. And that, you know, I don't think that uh, his intention was to, you know, to have a direct hit on his head and so forth. Uh, I think that, you know, he's, he's trying to create a little bit of uh, chaos around the crease area. And, and uh, you know, I think that we have to maintain discipline at times. There is definitely and clearly times when we have to have team toughness and stick together. And But uh, I think that, uh, you know, that was a situation where I'm not, totally convinced that that was one where we needed it. Peter, I wanted to go back to Jake Gardner very quickly, just uh, you know, for our listeners and even for everyone here and on our panel, uh, it was mentioned that he wasn't moving his feet. Could you maybe talk us through that thought process and and maybe paint a picture of, of what he does when he's successful and what he wasn't doing leading up to him being scratched? Well, part of the things that he does, obviously he's a great skater. So, you know, when he is standing still and, and uh, it's a decision-making to move pucks and jump and, and, and follow the play up, sometimes he has the great ability to, because of his skating and he's elusive, he can beat the first four-checker or turn pucks up. But then he needs to make a decision to move pucks very quickly and join the rush and get up in the rush. He doesn't need to carry the puck all the way up the ice all the time. And uh, it's the decision-making, when to go, when to move it. What, what the, where is the pressure coming from? And then there's containment in his own zone. He gets, uh, you know, making that quicker decision. And, you know, there's periods of time last year, I, you know, I, I went through it with all the staff and so forth where he was the very best guy on the ice and there's periods of time when he needed to, to go through this. And, um, you know, it's just a young player recognizing what he has to do to be very successful, and he will be. But, uh, you know, he needs to move pucks and follow up, and he needs to be elusive and use his great ability of skating to be able to beat that first guy and be able to make that quick first pass and follow uh, and join the rush. I mean, he has that ability, too. He, I showed him positive things, what he did well and what he didn't do well, and I showed him a clip where he, he beat the first guy, went around the net, made a, a quick pass out with pass, and then caught that the forward. By the time they got to the far blue line, he had caught them and he became the third guy in the rush, even though they did chip it behind the defenseman. That's the kind of play where he needs to be. If something develops, he's right there and he's available. Um, what he doesn't want to do is carry the puck all the way up all the time through the neutral zone and all the forwards are slowing down. We lose that pace and lose that momentum of uh, keeping the speed of our team. But he, yeah, every situation's different. He, he has a great skill set. He just needs to use it and understand when it's positive for him to, to use each. 
We have Peter Horchak, assistant coach with the Maple Leafs, the Colorado Avalanche in town tonight. You can watch the game right here on TSN4. Uh, last season, a lot of the emphasis was placed on the amount of shots you guys were giving up. And early into the season, it's only three games, but I think on average, you've given up about 37 or 38 shots. Uh, is there anything in particular that you've noticed now that you're on the scene and watching these games live that is leading to so many shots being given up? Well, it's a, I think it's a combination of a number of things. Uh, you know, there's some new thought processes about where how we're playing in the neutral zone and how we're playing in areas. We uh, started off the games very well in a couple of these games, and uh, I think a couple of the situations where we got behind the eight ball and all of a sudden the power play hits and then the shots are starting to come, and uh, I think the guys start to feel the pressure of that and they start backing up instead of staying aggressive, staying up in the neutral zone. And in the D zone, you know, it's you really have got to stop the play from movement. You can't allow teams to continue to have offensive zone play in time. You got to make the play stall, and you got to then and, and you know use the, the support of each other in the zone. But the, what we're doing right now is we get lost up in what we're what is happening in the game and forgetting what our backbone should be and our strength should be as your system. And and uh, we've got to stick to that. We've got to correct that and get that on pace. And we definitely can't uh, play the game with giving up 30-plus shots every night. Uh, it's definitely got to get down into the 20s, and we're going to work on that and get that into the right place. Any thoughts this early into the season on maybe changing up some of the line combinations, some of the deep pairings, or is it still too early to really go down that road? No, I think that there's times when you, you have to do that. And, you know, certain times you have to do it during the game if it feels a little stale and some guys just don't feel like they're They've got the jump that they want, but uh, we'll do that uh, periodically. I think we talked about it this morning about uh, both pairings of D and and about uh, uh, the forwards and you know where we think that uh, the strength is. We can make a change. Somebody played well. Let's give them give them a chance to play in a different situation, or maybe somebody needs a different skill set playing with them. So you know we discuss it daily and uh, what's best. But you know players. They like to get a routine. They like to know who they're playing with and get a chemistry with that player. So, you know, sometimes you just got to get everybody on board and, and uh, stick with certain things. But we, we discuss that daily. Always appreciate you taking time, especially on a game day. Best of luck tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. There he is, Peter Horacek, assistant coach with the Maple Leafs.